0: I mentioned all three of our lessons today. Talk about dealing with adversity. First with Jacob as he's wrestling with God, and he gets in this all-night wrestling match. That's a long one. And his hip gets put out of joint, but he persists. And the second one is talking about what you and I are supposed to do every single day, how we get along in life. And the third one, and that's what we're going to be talking about, that's the basis for the message this morning, about a gal who wouldn't quit. She had a need, and she sought help from it. What we're going to see in all those lessons, our summary for today, and that is you and I also ought to be persistent in our coming to God and seeking his help. That's the sermon, goodbye, we're done. (laughs) That is the punchline. Okay. Now, I suspect that all of you have had some familiarity with difficulties in your life. How many of you have experienced failure in your life of some fashion or another? You don't have to raise your hand, but a lot of them do. Yeah, I would guess many, if not most of us, have something that's going on or has gone on or something that affects us that we just kind of shake our heads and going, oh, man, this is terrible. I don't know what I'm going to do or if it's in the past, how in the world did I get through that? So we all are familiar with this idea of not succeeding, facing difficulties, and in some fashion or another, we've had things that don't go right in our lives. Perhaps we've messed up things that we wish we could undo. So the question of life, therefore, is not whether we failed or will fail or have had difficulties. We have. But what's the question? The more significant question is, how are we going to respond to that difficulty, that failure in life? What kind of person do I want to be? It may not be able to control that situation in life, but how are you going to respond to it? What kind of person am I deep down inside? Am I a man of, woman of character, of, of honesty, of persistence? More importantly, what kind of person do I want to be? Leads me to a story, I've told it before, but I, I, I love it because I think it's so uh, understanding of how you and I face life and the options we have. It's about a, a young gal, and she went to her mom, which is a good thing in and of itself, is, hey, mom, I got some issues that I'm thinking about, I need some help. And so the young gal, she talks to her mom about life. And how things were so hard. You talk to a teenager today, and life is horrible, isn't it? Just horrible. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but things are tough in each stage of life. So the little young lady is talking to her mom, talking about how hard it is, and she didn't know how she was going to make it, and she wanted to give up. Tired of fighting, tired of struggling. Seemed as if one problem was solved, and a new one arose. Can Relate to that? Well, her mom... Didn't say a whole lot, but she was actually a pretty wise woman. So she takes the gal into the kitchen, her daughter, and she takes three pots, fills them with water, and puts them on the stove and turns them up to high, and then just waits. Soon the pots came to a boil, and the first one she placed some carrots, crispy, orange, look pretty, solid, and the second she placed some eggs, some raw eggs in the shell. And the last, she placed ground coffee beans and let them sit and boil. Didn't say a thing. And the young gal's watching and thinking, Mom, are you crazy? What are you doing? I'm just sat there. Well, in about 20 minutes, mom turns off the burners. And the young gal's kind of shaking her head and said, Mom, you getting Alzheimer's? You're losing it. Well, mom then didn't say anything, but she fished out the carrots. Remember, going in hard and solid and strong. And she placed them in a bowl. And she pulled out those eggs that she had placed and put them in a bowl. And then she ladled some coffee out and placed it in a third bowl. Now she talks, turns to her daughter, says, honey, what do you see? Tell me. Well, it looks like carrots and eggs and coffee. Okay. So her mom brought her closer and said to her, I feel that carrot. She did. What do you think she found? You know if you've done any cooking. That hard, crisp carrot, limp, soft. No structure to it. And then the mom asked the daughter to take that egg and break it open. Well, she did, but she had to pull off the shell. And the gal had now witnessed a hard-boiled egg. And then she did with the coffee, likewise. So ladle that out and taste it. Well, Mom then made the point of the whole lesson. She explained each of these objects had faced the same adversity. In this case, it happened to be boiling water. And each reacted differently. The carrot, it went in strong and hard and unrelenting. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened and became weak. And the egg? been very fragile. Its thin outer shell had protected its liquid interior. But after sitting through the boiling water, its inside became hardened. And then that ground coffee beans, those beans, they were unique, however. After they were in the boiling water, they changed the water. The mom looked deeply into the young gal's eyes and asked When adversary knocks on your door, how are you going to respond? Are you going to be a carrot? An egg or coffee beans? You going to fix me? This is the part of the sermon of illustrations now, adversary, my teleprompter just went kaput. Oh, there we go. Well, like me, the answer to that question is, How are you going to respond? Are you going to do the carrot that seems strong, but with pain and adversity you wilt and become soft and lose your strength? Or are you like the egg that starts out with a compliant heart, receptive to God's prompting and leading? It changes when the heart responds differently. And have that broken spirit. You have that caring and loving heart, but after a death, perhaps, or maybe a breakup, financial hardship or, or some other trial, have you become hardened and unyielding toward God, just shaking your fist and saying, God, how dare you? What kind of God are you? Does your shell look the same on the outside? Physically, we look the same. But on the inside, bitter, tough, with an inflexible spirit and a hardened heart. We like the coffee bean. That is, the bean actually changed the hot water. The very circumstances that brought the pain, when the water got hot, the bean released its fragrance and its flavor. And when things were at their worst, you get better and change the situation around you. I'm hoping you get the punchline to this whole thing. That I'm hoping that we all want to be more like those coffee beans. We may not be able to change the circumstances, but how we respond to it, that we do have some control over. I'm guessing all of us would be more like the coffee bean in the little story. I could be that person of character, strength, and integrity in the face of difficulty or, or trouble. I'd like to stand our ground, would you say so? I would. Be a faithful witness to our, our Lord and his love for us, and, and depend on his strength and power to face our difficulties in life. Truth is, we may not know for certain how we would respond to specific situations until we're in it. Many of you are there right now. That little clip, well, hopefully we did okay last night. We'll see if we can see this. There's 10 individuals who face that difficulty, the boiling water, so to speak, of their life. How did they respond? What's the point, right? Oh, don't give up. Don't give up. Whether you're Jacob wrestling with God out in the desert, whether you're the persistent widow dealing with a judge that wasn't what he ought to do in providing help. Very little in life comes out right the first time. Maybe you're one of the fortunate ones, and it happens, but failures, repeated failures, they don't have to end our lives or our ambition. That's hopefully a major takeaway from us. Perseverance of the Colorado River made the Grand Canyon. Perseverance of Thomas Edison gave us a light bulb. Perseverance of Abraham Lincoln won him the presidency. And that's where this parable that Jesus told in our lesson for today from Luke 18 is the point. Jesus said this, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in the town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. Well, for some times the judge refused. Finally, he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet this widow keeps bothering me. I'll see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And Jesus comes to the punchline. Listen to what the unjust judge says. And then he makes the transition. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? For those who cry out to him day and night? Jesus said, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, no. He will see that they get justice and quickly. So what's the point of Jesus' parable? Same thing as the illustrations we gave, as the other lessons. We must never give up on asking for God's help, asking for God's strength, asking for his power and wisdom. It may not come out exactly the way we think, but it will come out for our best eternal interest, and that's significant. Because if an unjust judge responded to constant pressure, how much more will a greater and loving God want to respond to us? I mean, if we know God loves us, we can believe that he will hear our cries for help. That's a big deal. How did God prove that to us? Of course, 2,000 years ago on a cross at Calvary, didn't he? Died on that cross, the guilt and weight of all mankind's sin upon his shoulders, and by his death and payment, made for our sin. And then by Jesus' resurrection on Easter, God showed he accepted the switch of Jesus' life in place of ours. How much God love us? Look at the cross. With such evidence of his love for us constantly before us, don't you think we can also be confident God will hear our prayers for help? Think about this. When Jesus' countrymen rejected him and drove him out of the synagogue, remember? He didn't give up on them and returned to heaven to say, the heck with you guys, I'm out of here. I'm going back where daddy wants me, and I have all the power. Uh Uh-uh. He completed his mission. He went all the way to the cross. Nor did the apostles, those followers of Jesus, after Jesus' death and resurrection. They didn't stop preaching when they ran into opposition. In fact, 11 out of the 12 were horribly killed by maintaining their faith. Neither should you or I stop serving the Lord, my friends, just because you're not seeing immediate result. It may not be this side of the grave even. Remember the Apostle Paul's exhortation, his advice to us. Let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Yeah, God may delay answering your prayer request. Or he may answer your request in a way that you weren't expecting. His delays always have good reasons, even if we don't totally understand them. But as we persist in prayer, we grow in character. That faith is strengthened and hope. Hope propels us forward. Hopefully, prayerfully, we can become that coffee bean rather than a carrot or egg. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.